Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Hey, Jackie. Hi, Dee. How you doing? I'm doing great. I do need <laughs> another cup of coffee, though. <sighs> let me grab that while I'm talking to you. I'm just up to water now. Mm. Too much coffee. Yeah. My cells are happy. With water. Receiving water. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, when your cells are happy, you're happy. So that's happy, right. Happy is good. Speaking of that, happy <laughs> International Women's Day. Oh, yay. Thank you. Yeah. You as well. Thank you. You are one heck of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly uh, learning how to be. Oh, goodness. Thank you. Likewise. It takes a while, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Oh, my God. A lifetime, I guess. Yeah. And I, I love that most of our uh, episodes are around relationship mm-hmm. because as far as I'm concerned, that's where leadership really happens. You know, the yes. relationship with yourself, the relationship with others, your relationship with life. And, um, and, and I love that each episode that we have really focuses in on how do we make those relationships even richer? Yeah. You know, and I, I would say, you know, just back to your comment about it takes a while. Yeah. You know, learning how to be yourself with yourself out in the world with others is a lifetime journey. It is. Yeah. It's the work of our lives and it's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm super excited about the kind of the hints and the impact that this episode today is going to bring as well, because we're really honing in on what creates right relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So last time we talked about the four horsemen, things that do not create right relationship, (laughs) qualities, ways that we can be and show up in our relationship that actually cause that our relationships to deteriorate or their d- destructive behaviors and cause illness in other people like you yeah. know steady diet of of those of any one of those four horsemen can really destroy people yes. as well and you know it's so interesting people are captivated by those four horsemen like when i've mentioned it if i'm in conversation with my clients i mean they are writing it down wait what are those again and they're recognizing yeah. within themselves which yeah. which horseman is their preferred horsemen. And, you know, I don't think any one of us humans are void of having one or two that we have utilized no, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Now that we're aware of what can destroy a relationship, you know, we want to talk today about what can help a relationship to thrive. Restore. Yeah. Yes. To bring healing to a damaged relationship, restore damage that we may have done, but also just ways that we can be intentional to build goodwill and help our relationships to thrive, those that may not be in particular danger or in conflict. Um, So this, what we're going to talk about, it also comes from Dr. John Gottman, who we talked about last time. That's his, uh, I think that's his terminology, the four horsemen. Yes. Comes from Gottman. Mm -hmm. And today we're talking about what he calls the magic relationship ratio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'll just name what that is. The magic relationship ratio is that Gottman tells us, based on his research, that we need a ratio of five to one positive interactions to negative interactions to help our relationships thrive. Said another way, it takes five 
positive interactions to overcome any one negative interaction in our relationships. So five to one, you know, that's not balance. It's not, oh, well, I, you know, I did this thing that was hurtful. So I'll do this thing. That's nice. That's good. And what he's saying, what his research has shown, and there's many others out there that have concurred with this over the years, it takes more than just one event, positive event to overcome that negative event. In fact, it takes five. Mm, That's kind of amazing to me because that's no small change. You know, that's That's right. Like five to one feels like effort. Yeah. It feels, it, it, it's got to be pretty intentional. Yeah, I, I do. I definitely think intentional. I know I, I think it also sounds like a lot. Even when I say that out loud, I think, gosh, that sounds like a lot. But what I'd love to talk about is some examples, some ways that we can create positivity and bring positive interactions into our relationships that actually aren't very hard, that don't take a lot of effort. They do take intention. I, I think you're right. It really is like this relationship is important to me. And so I'm going to use not not even, you know, I certainly don't want to make this sound like it in a manipulative way to make the relationship good. It's because because the relationship is so important to me, because I intend to have it be thriving. I'm going to use some of the, you know, these ways of interacting that feel good to me yeah, and would also be helpful. Right. And I think A really, you know, kind of a basic to your point about this is a relationship that's important to me. One way that we show positivity, that we create a positive environment in the relationship is just by being interested, by noticing the other person, by being curious, you know? So I think about those relationships we can get in where we are on autopilot or we're sort of coexisting with one another, whether in the office or at home, and a way to tip the balance in this direction of five to one is to be intentional to notice that person, to make eye contact with the person that I pass every day in the hall, you know, rotely, um, make eye contact and smile, noticing and asking, how are you today? And really mean it, not, hey, how you doing? Good, fine. Yeah, you too. You know, but really pausing and taking a moment to be interested in the other person. Yeah. So present. Mm -hmm, Being present. Yes. Listening. And I think those are also, you know, at, at the same, because I know, I mean, this just happened to me this morning. Um, there was something going on with my husband's, you know, something at work. And I said, wow, what's going on at work? And he started to tell me. And I had this like inkling to do something else while he was talking. <laughs> and I had to really stop myself. I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to really stop myself and not multitask while he was telling me about something that's really important. Him. And it's important to yeah. me too, if it's important to him. Sure. That's right. Yeah. So maintaining eye contact. So I, I love that. So you did a couple of things there and I do too, all the time in this, in my relationship with my husband. Cause I noticed that there's the same desire to, well, while he's telling me this, couldn't I just finish washing the dishes or, you know, so the things that I am making up that you did, the things that we do in those moments are just be aware of my own thoughts in that moment, notice myself, pull myself back to present. Right. So sort of talk myself out of the need to do something else and just remind myself this relationship is important and I'm going to give him my full attention right now. Yes. Eye contact. I mean, the basics of listening, you said listening a minute ago. And after you said it, I was going to, I wanted to like emphasize it by saying yes. And let me say that again, listening. Cause I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm listening while I'm also doing this thing, but no, what we're talking about here, I think what Gottman was talking about, that kind of listening that's really focused on you, that kind of listening that says to you, you matter to me. What you're saying right now matters to me. 
So I, I wanted to emphasize that because to me, that kind of listening, that level two listening, as we've talked about in an earlier episode, is different than I think what we, you know, it's just, it's different than regular listening. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's listening to understand. It's listening to empathize. It's listening to, to be present for that other person. And so they feel heard and acknowledged. I, I think that's, I'm always astounded by it. I really am. Right. Yeah. We've mentioned that a lot. Yeah. You know, and I wonder how many of these fives, five to one that we're doing all in that moment, you know, cause I'm listening, but I'm also being fully present. Mm-hmm. I'm making eye contact. I'm nodding. I'm being engaged. Uh, if I'm really, when I really listen, I always get curious about what they're saying. And then I'm going to ask a question or like, try, you know, go a little deeper with them, you know? So, so there's a lot that I think we're covering a lot of probably five yeah. or maybe even more in, you know, in that one action of really listening to somebody. Yeah. And I think also it's a way that you're, you said the word noticing before. Mm-hmm. I, I may have mentioned this another time, but during the um, Valentine's Day holiday, I was at an event where we talked about the intersection between love and leadership. Mm. And it was in the noticing. And we all like, then we did some table work and people around the table were talking about a time when they felt noticed. And one woman who was having a bad day talked about a coworker of hers saying, how you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm fine. She wanted to keep walking, but he stopped. He said, no, really? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Right. So, you know, I know that that was for sure, it sounded like it was a deposit in the, uh, in the relationship bank. That's right. So what's required of us, you know, sometimes very little, you know, yeah. just a smile and eye contact. And sometimes it requires of us to our time. I mean, for sure, it requires our time. You know, like that man stopped and who knew what he was going to, you know, get into when he asked again, if it was going to lead to a longer conversation. But, you know, when we're willing to do that, that's awesome. Yeah. That speaks a lot to that other person. So what's required of us, our time, our authenticity, you know, that people can tell that we really care. I'm really being genuine. It's not just, I expect you to say fine and keep walking, right? Yes. Yeah, because that's the answer. And that would have been fine, actually. She didn't expect anything more than that. But I think when you do these kinds of things that you're talking about, you are depositing, you know, some serious relationship intention into the relationship bank. And it you it's a great return on investment. And I well, and I mean that is, in the best yeah. yeah, I mean that in the best way. Like, you know, I care about this relationship. I care about you as a coworker or you as a sister or you as a friend or partner. And you mean enough to me that I'm going to stop what I'm doing, you know, or I'm, I am really interested in what you have to say. And I think that these five to one, we're talking about it when things are okay in the relationship between you and me. Gottman also refers to it, this five to one, when he talks about repair, like when, when there are, when there's conflict in the relationship. So oftentimes we have conflict in our work relationships or in our love relationships or our friendships family interactions. So I think it's when you're when you're in conflict, there is an even greater need right oh, away sure. to be interested mm-hmm. and to to demonstrate that the other person matters and to appreciate the other person's perspective very intentionally and to find opportunities for where you're on the same page. Yeah. And when we're in conflict uh, we are often triggered. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to require a whole lot of awareness, self-awareness, 
and self-management, you know, to, if I'm already triggered, now I need to calm my nervous system down. Of course, we breathe to do that. And self-manage, working to stay out of my head and my own thoughts Yes, in order to do these other things. Agreed. When you're in conflict, you do need to self-manage. And I think one of the other things besides breathing, which we talk about in every episode, <laughs> is also beginning with the end in mind, which we talk about mm-hmm. in every episode, beginning mm-hmm. with the end in mind, because if this relationship is important to you, then you're going to put aside for the moment your need to be right. And you're going to look at the relationship and say, okay, what needs to happen here to move the ball, to get us you know, from a place of of conflict into a place of conversation. Yeah. You know, so that so that is going to require, you know, yes, emotional maturity for sure. Yeah. Taking care of yourself and also just really really honoring the space between the two of you. You know, acceptance of of your partner's perspective, of your perspective, empathizing with where they are, right? Finding again opportunities for this for where you two can agree you know, is there a common place where you both, yeah, we both want this relationship or we both want this fight to be over or we both want to, to move this project along. So find that spot. Right. You know, and, and, and using some of these other things too, the, the things that we mentioned when the relationship is, is not in conflict, you know, listening. For sure. Being engaged, offering time and not in compromise of, of your own feelings, but in addition to your own feelings, you know, your feelings will obviously be, well, they need to be considered, but sometimes they have to just, you have to put those feelings on the side for a hot second to just say, wait a second, you know, let's push pause here. This is a conflict. We both want the same thing. And this relationship is important to both of us. How can we talk about this in another way? Yeah. You know, I want to hear what's going on for you. Let me share what's going on for me afterwards. And, you know, maybe there can even be some humor in it. Oh my gosh, we always start fighting when it comes to who's making the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the, um, a very important ingredient into being able to do that is courage Yes, and a willingness to be vulnerable. It feels, you know, it feels easier when there's not a conflict for me to listen and make eye contact and do all these things. When there is a conflict, I first, you know, as I'm considering everything you just said, my feelings, your feelings, deciding what to do. It's, it's amazing. Cause just that one step, the one person being willing to take that perhaps vulnerable step to say, okay, hold on, let's pause this. You know, we're going in a direction that is, is not helpful to our relationship. Yeah. You know, yeah. yes, we have an issue to solve and I want to do so in such a way that preserves our relationship because it's important to me. You're important to me, you know, to say those things, can really shift the whole trajectory of that moment and it can be that easy and yet it's not. Yes. Or I should say it can be that simple and yet it's not easy, right? That's profound. It's so true. It's so true because, you know, our need to be right gets in the way Mm. at that moment. Mm -hmm. And so it does take a good deal of emotional maturity. You know, one of the things that you and I have talked about before, I think it's so important to keep yourself well. Yes. You know, to fill yourself up. You know, I was telling you earlier, I was telling you about being in the car and seeing a guy running on the side of the road and me just offering him, it was, it was freezing, and me just offering him, you know, good thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, and as soon as I was offering good thoughts, like, you go, boy, yeah, you can do it. You know, I just, I filled myself up. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, and then the next moment I was thinking about a friend who, you know, is going through some tough times and I was offering beautiful 
healing thoughts for him. And again, feeling so filled up with myself that, and it's so important to keep ourselves well so that when these kinds of things happen, we have our tools. Well, and what you did in that moment is you, what you're doing, you know, is giving yourself five to one. You may, you know, may not exactly have looked like that, but when I'm speaking, I'm choosing to place my thoughts, my mind, and my heart on those things that are positive and uplifting as opposed to just, okay, what's next on the to-do list? And, oh my gosh, I have a meeting in 20 minutes. And, you know, not that any of that's wrong, but it's not going to help you, as you just said, to keep yourself in a state where you're available, you're ready, you're ready to bring goodwill and positivity into your relationships. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so true. You know, it, it's not about five to one where you're going to compromise. It has to yourself. start within. It's mm-hmm. about five to one where you're filling yourself up five, right. <laughs> right. and you're filling it up just the relationship. Flows out. With five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oof. All right. Well, I have been inspired to Me too. continue filling my own tank, looking for ways to do that. You know, life is busy, and it's really important to take time, you know, to fill ourselves up so that way we can be how we want to be in our relationship. Right. And obviously, it doesn't take a lot of time. If you can Mm -hmm. be driving along the road and see someone and give them some good thoughts, and that's part of your filling up, you know, that that takes 20 seconds, maybe. Like, maybe it's two seconds. And you're multitasking. You're driving anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Listen to good music while you're driving and- you know, offer good thoughts to other people and, and you'd be surprised. And so it, it's like a lot of people say, I don't have time for self-care. Right. Well, yes, yeah, you do. We do it. Yeah, you do. Because your life depends on it and so do your That's relationships. Right. So do it. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. Wow. So if any of you listening out there know someone who could benefit from bringing more positivity into their relationships, especially the one that they have with themselves, we would appreciate if you share yes. this episode and if you also would rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that means a lot to us. Yes. And we'd love to hear your comments mm-hmm. about how, what 5 to 1 does for your relationships. And if you haven't already subscribed to the, to the podcast, Rethinking Leadership, Serving Fresh Ideas Over Coffee, please do so now. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, Serving Fresh Ideas Over Coffee. You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com, and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com, and we'll see you next time.